0: Basically, talk to me. well it's been a while (laughs) yeah i don't even remember the last time we recorded something it's been a lifetime and a lot of stuff happened so yes okay probably
1: because of the summertime and if we're talking about summertime and we're in Hungary in budapest which is famous for its festivals i heard about one festival Uh uh-huh tell Um, me that's the siget festival yeah (laughs) what is it
0: When I came here in Hungary, everyone was saying, oh my God, do you know there is like a huge festival? Everyone is coming here like from abroad and stuff. It's like one of the biggest festivals in Europe. And I definitely wanted to apply for that, like at least to work as a volunteer or maybe to come just as a visitor. But I didn't know quite a lot about that. So what I knew just one month ago that it's a festival that is going like for five days. So this year it was from 10th of August till 15th of August. And uh, there are going to be artists like... Dolipa, Kings of Leon, Justin Bieber, Stromai, Calvin Harris, Anne Maria, Tame Impala, Arctic Monkeys and many, many other artists, mm-hmm. which are also well known. But if I start listing them now, I'm going to spend like 10 minutes. So and it's the festival that is actually happening in Budapest. And there is the area of Budapest, which is called Siget Island. So it's like there is Margaret Island and there is like further island, Siget Island. It's uh, It's basically like 10 minutes by train from the city center and uh, yeah it's something crazy that everyone is aiming to visit that you have to experience once in your life and uh, it's just the island of freedom where you can do whatever (laughs) The place that you enter at the beginning of the festival alive and exit, you know, at the end. Somehow alive, partially alive. Actually, you know, uh, back in Russia, I've been to
1: one festival. It's been for three days and it was really very cool. I liked it, but it was so enough for me. (laughs) Those three days were super enough. Okay, I think we will figure out at the end. Five days, is it enough or not for Siget Festival? Okay, I missed it. Guilty Mm -hmm. (laughs) as charged. What did you do there?
0: so actually I applied to be a volunteer there there is an organization in Hungary it's called Life Nation so basically they organize all of the concerts around Hungary all of the festivals around Hungary and they let's say provide you a chance to be a volunteer in these big events you can apply to participate there from festival on Kintash you just create your account you should have an interview and afterwards you can apply for as many festivals and concerts as you want so yeah I was doing volunteering through this organization so the festival was for five days but volunteering was in general so if you count also three days it was nine days in total where you have to have like seven shifts each shift is six hours as a volunteer you get pass for the whole festival you don't pay anything usually if you want to attend it as a guest you would pay as far as I know from 400 to 600 euros you have two t-shirts <laughs> wow. where it's written volunteers to get yeah, festival. That's nice. You have free camping, even though you have to bring your own tent, but you can locate it in a staff camping and you can stay there for the whole duration of the festival. And you have one meal per day, one hot meal per day that will keep you alive <laughs> mm-hmm. and that will give you some power to accomplish whatever you need to accomplish. And uh, what you give in return, as I said, it's like seven shifts, six hours each. It can be day- and night shifts. Mm -hmm. When you're signing the contract you usually know the position but sometimes it's happening that they're changing the position so you can be like uh, most of the time either a receptionist in one of the campings because this island has a lot of campings. You can help in a circus and uh, you can help in a recycling team. Also what you give is a deposit of 90 euros. This is the first time I see something like that so you're basically working and you have to pay. Yeah,
1: you know, I knew this organization because we volunteered together at the
0: concert red hot chili peppers
1: exactly it was just three hours four hours how long was that? Yeah, it's
0: like, so basically it's one day activity.
1: Yeah, if you just for
0: volunteer the for the concerts, usually you help with the wristbands or like whatever, yeah. like with work with the security and stuff. Officially, I think it's six hours, uh-huh. but we work for four hours at the entrance, depending um, on the position you're in.
1: I remember that we did the uh, concert and working with them was pretty nice. I mean, I remember this experience with Rot Hot Chili Peppers as really very cool experience that you meet other people, you talk. Yes, you work a lot. I saw so many hands because I was working in the team uh, with the wristbands. By the way, in
0: the festival, what was your team? In the festival, I was working as a camping receptionist. Basically, when people were coming to uh, take their perpatched tent, I was just showing them around and, you know, leading them from the reception to their tent Mm -hmm. and like telling them what is here, what is there like all of the facilities in this mm-hmm. camping walking info point yeah yeah walking info point
1: <laughs> oh yeah okay but i remember afterwards when we were discussing after the concert we were pretty happy with that yeah definitely i mean disadvantages i don't remember that much disadvantages as the concert itself but okay the guys were cool and everything i think they had problems with the sound and that's why they were so let's say fast <laughs> but the whole experience of volunteering was pretty nice and the coordinators were so kind i mean probably i was lucky with my team but at the festival for six hours every day night and day i cannot imagine but let's start with something positive, yeah? Okay. Uh,
0: so the best point of volunteering there is that you have a pass for all of the parties, concerts, and you're saving money on tickets. So you don't pay 600 for a VIP pass. And basically, as a volunteer, you have the same. And uh, you can attend all of the concerts you want. Even though you have to do shifts, but if your shift was placed in a day when you really want to see special artists, you can change the shift. So basically, you have an access to all of the concerts that you want to visit. cool. That's the main advantage. And I think most of the volunteers came for that. Exactly. Yeah, of course. Yeah, also, you have to understand that all of the volunteers there, they're international. So mm-hmm. while I was there, I think at least in our group, it was like 1,000 volunteers. I don't know how many wow. of them was there just exactly. in one team. No, 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 just uh-huh. in total. Let's uh-huh, say. I see, uh-huh. Yeah, in my team it was like, I don't know, 25 or something, uh-huh. 50. But anyways, you meet all together and you see that people are coming from different locations from I the love world it. I and love I love it, it so much. Oh. Yeah. So, there were a lot of people from uh, uh, South America. A lot of people came from Brazil, Argentina, Cuba and all of these countries. And there are a lot of European countries. Germany, uh, Hungary, France. There were some people from, I don't remember actually, that there is someone from Asian countries. So you're placed in a society which is super multicultural. It's amazing. And, yeah, and you have an opportunity to experience getting to know these people. Everyone is coming for that as one of the points, let's say. And um, all of the volunteers, they're super open, they're super, you know, friendly. So you will never feel alone there. Uh, from the first day, I came, I would talk constantly with uh, people. People were sharing some drinks, and we would just play something together, we will talk about whatever. So you have a unique opportunity to talk with people you would never usually meet in your country. Yeah,
1: That's what I like in volunteering. And I think it's amazing.
0: Yeah, And at the same time, you're working with uh, guests who are coming from also different countries. So as a receptionist, whenever I had people to lead to their tents, I would always ask which country are you coming from did you come just for the festival and they would tell their story like oh no i'm backpacking around europe or like oh actually i came like from new zealand australia a lot of people came from new zealand wow. new I zealand mean, wow <laughs> yeah that shows how big this festival so winter is there you know it's, yeah. it's so crazy yeah i mean it yeah a lot of people from as i said uh, south america i've seen people from india from pakistan But I think number one nationality that was there was people from Holland, uh, England, and New Zealand. I don't know how. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Yes, so it's amazing. You know, when COVID came, we started being a little bit anxious, all of the people around the world about, let's say, about interactions with people and with dealing. When you're in a crowd, it was scary for a long time. But at this festival, there was, as far as I know, more than half a million people. God! It was super crowded, but at the same time when you're working with these loads of people, yeah. you're not scared of anything anymore, you know? That's cool, that's cool. Yeah, and what else? Also, there was an advantage that, okay, everything at this festival was kind of expensive, but uh, there was cheap coffee in our <laughs> uh staff, a volunteer center, which was like, I don't know, how much is 800, 700 euros, I think, uh, euros. <laughs> euros? Yeah, so cheap, you know, yeah, 700 yeah. <laughs> euros you have one coffee.
1: Yeah, wow. 700
0: forints, which is uh. like i think it's two years approximately
1: yeah we also need to mention that as i see it hungary is kind of cheap country for other countries oh, Western yeah. countries oh yeah i'm really curious about the prices because i'm living in hungary <laughs> but we also need to mention that for hungarian people who are getting money here it's <clears throat> i guess it's very expensive like you were saying about the prices on the ticket and i'm like yeah i cannot imagine how a student from hungary can yeah. go to this concert for the whole period of time.
0: Yeah, that's actually what I've seen. I didn't see a lot of Hungarians there as guests. Mm. I saw them mostly as like staff members, volunteers, and uh people who came just like for a one day concert because one day was approximately eighty euros, which is okay. also a lot. But I think that's something that you can afford. But yeah, for other nationalities, it was, uh, for other countries, it was super cheap. People coming from Holland, they're like, oh, it's not expensive, you know? You would see all of the food courts at the festival. They're crowded. People would take food all of the time, coffee all of the time. Even I've seen a lot of Italians, and they're like, I mean, it's fine. Prices are fine. So for Europeans and people from America, New Zealand, Mm -hmm. Australia, it's nothing. For them, they have like way... Higher salaries and way higher prices. But for us, especially as volunteers, you yeah, know,
1: and being volunteers, you were volunteering as your a vacation yeah. <laughs> from volunteering.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny when I was talking with other volunteers. They're like, hey, what are you doing in Hungary? Because most of them are either studying, working, and they're like, okay, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm volunteering. And they're like, yeah, we well, know we too, but what are you doing in life? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I'm actually volunteering. That's yeah, my yeah, work. Yeah. And then I was sick and tired of explaining what is this European Solidarity Corps and I would say, I'm working. Yeah. I'm just working it's because paid volunteering that has the conditions of working Yeah, you know it takes so much time to explain but yeah in general I would say it's one of the most massive events that I've ever attended it was so much fun we were trying to balance our working and at the same time every volunteer would go for all of the parties all of the concerts trying to get our max from whatever we have there and like it was so much fun even though everyone was exhausted but it's the other topic yeah But everyone had so much fun and it's actually unique to see all of these artists. If you try to go for their concerts separately, you would pay so much money and like it will take a lifetime to go for that. I named them at the beginning. There are 10, 15 big stars, let's say, mm-hmm. and you saw them in just five days, you know, all <laughs> yeah, together. That's very cool. Yeah. And it yeah. was a roller coaster, you know, you just, you couldn't understand what's happening. You're just attending the, the concert after the concert. And you're like, okay, whatever. If I die this week, at least I've seen that. And yeah. you're like, okay, it's worth it.
1: <laughs> that's what I like in festivals Saint-Bané and when I and 10 one in Russia. It was just three days, but it was so full of artists that we were making, you know, like a Excel, what is going to be the first, then second, then third, because it's like, okay, I, I want to see them all. Yeah. But at the same time, I cannot see them all. So, okay, I need to somehow to figure out how, what, how, how can I do this?
0: Yeah, even before the festival, when I saw my schedule, and when I saw the schedule of the festival, it was like, how I'm going to manage that? And I was just looking at this schedule, and I read it, And in five minutes, I don't remember who exactly is going to perform and when. So I created a calendar on my phone, thank God. It helped me a lot even to understand when are my shifts and when when is the concert. And I would just go for that. And what I loved is that, you know, when you're going for a concert, sometimes it can be so long. Like it can take, uh, I don't know, two hours, Mm -hmm. like something like that. Sometimes even more when the crowd asks, hey, come back, come back. But in the festival, everything is, it's fast, but you get enough. You get the most popular songs, you know, as if you're getting the best out of the best yeah. I could say that after a week I'm really better educated in music. I'm glad to hear that. Okay.
1: Because I mentioned money, I'm just curious. I'm just I'm just simply curious, Beer. How much was it? Because I think it's the currency there, you know?
0: Yeah. The thing is that the security is kind of strict. I mean, maybe I wasn't that lucky enough because all of my alcohol that I was trying to bring in, it was confiscated. And the thing is that I didn't know that you're not allowed to bring alcohol. I came there and it was my basically first festival. So I thought you can bring whatever. And I brought one beer and it was taken. And I was like, what? (laughs) Why? (laughs) And then I saw the prices there and I understood why. Yeah. So the beer was, um, as far as I remember, like if you're trying to buy it next to the main stage, the normal small dryer, it costed... 1,400 something forints. So basically, let's say 1,500 forints. Yeah. Just a can of beer. And just just to uh, compare, yesterday we
1: drank beer. Yeah. How
0: much was it? Oh, it was like the huge one and we paid 500 1. in 7. the bar. Yeah, mm-hmm. somewhere in Budapest. Yeah, and the normal price for this beer is 300 something forints. Yeah. As I understood afterwards, it's festival and everything is expensive there.
1: Yeah, that's how they get money. And I I understand that. I also understand that they know that Hungarian won't attend this festival that much. Yeah. Usually, it's, that's why it's international, that's why it's so popular. I think it's the second biggest festival in Europe.
0: Yeah, I think it's one of the biggest Yeah, because the old...
1: first one, I remember we were discussing with somebody.
0: Oktoberfest? Uh, no.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Another festival, I think it's in Belgium. Mm -hmm. Uh, i'm sorry if uh, somebody knows of our listeners the festival i don't remember the name but siget it's the second biggest anyways okay prices it's clear but also because i was also here you know like during this time when you were coming (laughs) back home and then you were disappearing and sometimes i even didn't know that you were home (laughs) it was so hot it was how could you manage to work six hours and then to go to the concert?
0: Really, I cannot understand. How could you do that? I don't know. I think God blessed me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The thing is that the first day when I was coming there, so currently now in Hungary it's plus 35, sometimes plus 36. It depends on the day. Sometimes the temperature goes down, sometimes up, but these days, the first days it was plus 35. It was the first meeting of volunteers all together with the coordinators and mentors and uh, I needed to take a tram in this temperature, in this weather. Uh, So, yeah, in general I needed to take a tram and afterwards I needed to take the other train, let's say short one, 10 minutes, but I failed Oh, my God! Yeah, and I fainted and no one even understood that I fainted because I was sitting down. I fainted from the heat. I was so surprised when I came to this island, it wasn't that hot. The thing is that it's somehow next to water. It's still hot there, but at the same time, it's windy and a little bit in the shade. So it's covered with trees. The island is full of trees. Somehow it's manageable. It's okay. So heat wasn't the main issue there. Dust was the main issue though. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I think this is one of the disadvantages of being on this festival, because I didn't see that on the first day. But from day three, let's say, I was dying from coughing and I could see oh. other people were, like, coughing non-stop. They couldn't breathe normally. Dust was getting up in uh-huh. the air and you cannot even see properly, you know, like. <gasps> so, my God. Yeah, you can see dust flying around uh. and it was difficult to breathe. So, yeah, I think it was one of the main issues. Not the weather there, but dust. And no one provided anything to help people to deal with that. We have our friends, two mm-hmm. volunteers that we're living with, and they went for this festival La just for Lentuce one... Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. La probably. <Lentuce>. hi, hi. <laughs> yeah. So they went for this festival for one day as guests. They came back the next day and they didn't have any voice. They were struggling. They're still struggling with coughing and breathing. Yeah,
1: yeah like because when I was once... Okay, I'm telling this all once I was at the festival. <laughs> but okay, that's how I compare stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. There, it was rainy. Oh, perfect. And, yeah, but it was in the field, so it was mud, (laughs) the sea of mud. So, we took our, you know, like, rubber boots Mm -hmm. and we were all full of mud. Okay, but at the same time, I'm thinking I would prefer mud than dust. Yeah. But, okay, as a volunteer, you worked there for six hours. Did they provide you anything? Because, I mean, it's so dangerous,
0: first of all. Second of all, what if you have medical conditions? That's the point when we come to disadvantages of the (laughs) festival. To be honest, it was awful. Our organization and in general organizers of Secret Festival, they didn't provide any protection. So people would work in this dust. And I was the receptionist, so... I could consider it was my responsibility to take a mask for a concert. At the reception, we didn't have that much dust and stuff. It was there still, but it wasn't that much. But I have a friend who allowed to actually give this example for the podcast. So she was working in a recycling team. And the thing is that at the beginning, she was given a contract and she signed the contract to work with stamping team, you know, so basically working somewhere in the office. And afterwards, they just changed her contract without saying anything. They said, okay, you're either coming with us to the recycling team or you're not coming at all. She came there, she started working. The first shift she had, it was six hours of working after the concert, as I remember. You cannot imagine the amount of garbage people would throw away, all of the beers, cans, and there is a lot of vomiting and their team would collect all of this garbage in like six hours nonstop. They didn't have time to go to the toilet. Oh they goodness. didn't have time to drink. They didn't have time to smoke. They didn't have time for breaks. So that's the definition for slavery. Yeah, slavery. As far as I remember, she had one shift and it was like that and she was like okay, at least people at the festival, they're trying to help and they're so grateful so she was okay to continue her work but then the second shift she had she was placed in a recycling team next to the main stage, and it was a concert of Dua Lipa. Ooh. Yeah, oh Yeah, and no. just imagine like half a million people yeah. hanging around, jumping, dancing, singing and stuff, and this day, the dust started, you know, coming up because it was completely dry, there was no rain whatsoever, and there was like one place I've seen in the island that was spreading water, but it was like, what, two meters that was covered with water. They were placed in the middle of the concert to walk through the crowds and to collect the garbage, through the dust, and they How didn't is have... Even possible? Yeah, and they didn't have protection masks and goggles, or at least something to cover their eyes, mm-hmm. and uh, the same conditions. Six hours, no toilet, no water, no smoking, no breaks. And they were also placed in a team that were speaking Hungarian only, and they wouldn't understand anything. So, at one point, they were lost in the middle of the concert. Of course! Because, yeah. Half a million! Yeah, I mean, it's impossible not to get lost. They called the volunteer center and they were like trying to find their mentor who will help them get together. So they were lost for some time and uh, the next day they had a meeting with the coordinator and he started saying these things the Things like oh you run away from your work you got lost on purpose so you can enjoy the concert. We're never gonna tolerate that. If you do that we're gonna cut your wristbands and you're gonna be kicked out of the festival. Oh my god and that's they were saying to volunteers. Yeah, people who are not paid, giving all of their energy to make other people feel really good at the festival. So for this girl, it was final point. She wasn't feeling okay physically, but she was like at least bearing the fact that she's helping people, and uh, she was like, I'm okay with this job, I'm okay with this job, as a mantra. (laughs) Afterwards, after this attitude, she just, you know, couldn't stand it anymore, and she started having problems with her health, she couldn't breathe normally, she had really, really bad allergy, and she was forced to go to the medical center and to ask doctors to write official letter that she cannot continue working, otherwise she's not able to take deposit back. And Eventually, the coordinators gave her deposit back, but she was waiting for five hours while they're drinking coffee because it wasn't that important to let the person who is already sick to go home, you know, Oh Jesus. and to give a deposit back. There was a lot of unfair stuff, and uh, even in my team... I can say that I was lucky to be in a team. We didn't have that hard work because I truly believe that the hardest work was in a recycling team. In my team, the only problem was that I was supposed to be a receptionist and Mm -hmm. um, they would ask us to reassemble tents. And I don't have any knowledge in that. I would spend like one hour just to put my (laughs) tent, you know, and they asked to reassemble tents. I figured it out afterwards. I have new skill now. But it's really a hard physical work. When you're doing one tent, it's one thing. But if you're doing 30, 40 tents without any stops, it's the other thing. But yeah, I was lucky and some people were not. And as far as I know, a lot of people from the recycling team, they got to the point when they're not feeling well. And uh, I know one of the girls, she skipped her shift because she had fever. She had 38.5 or something like that. And the coordinators, they didn't even try to understand her, and they just cut her wristband, and they said bye-bye to her. No deposit back, nothing like that. You didn't follow the rules? Bye. And also, a couple of other people, uh, their wristbands were cut as well, and they were escorted to the exit, so they will not be able to come back. I mean, that was one of the issues that coordinators paid staff, members, mm-hmm. not all of them, but, like, partially they had a problem with power, because when they got power, they oh can do whatever. Yeah.
1: Over-volunteers. I mean, okay, probably. They saw volunteers as people who are using this free opportunity, let's say, free air quotes, mm-hmm. opportunity to see the concerts for free, okay. But, guys,
0: I mean, uh... And I'm speechless. And I can understand if they're strict and at the same time they're so highly professional themselves, but it wasn't this way. For example, the first things that I experienced when I came for this festival is that our timetable was changing constantly. So I came for the registration day and there was a mess, you know? No one knew where to go, what to do, no details about further steps. Then I spent the whole day on the island after having a heat strike. And uh, afterwards, I got back home and I was like, okay, I have like free time, free day. And uh, I saw the message that I have to be tomorrow, 7 a.m. I have to be at the island. We have team building meeting all together. And I was like, and I just came back home and saw this message at 11 p.m., which means that I have to head out in a couple of hours just to get to the island to have a meeting in the day when I don't have a shift. So I would, you know lose the whole day for nothing. A lot of people would have problems with their shifts because they were changing it without giving volunteers to know that they changed it. And uh, I had a colleague who came for a shift in my Mm -hmm. camp just imagine you're like you're working six hours a day then after that you don't sleep you don't do anything you don't eat properly and you go for partying knowing that okay tomorrow i have to be at work at eight you push yourself to get out of the bed you slept for like two hours to go to the other side of the island which takes 20 minutes uh, and you're coming to your work position and they're saying Oh, sorry. Actually, it's not your shift now. You're you're free now. You're coming like in oh five my hours, God. Uh, in six hours. Yeah, after this shift is done. I mean, it's it's so not professional at all. And you're paid, and you cannot deal with timetables and whatever questions we had. They were mostly not answered, or they were like the answer was delayed, which was so annoying because you're trying to survive for all of this amount of time, and at mm-hmm. the same time you're trying to enjoy your time, and you end up that at the end of the day, you don't have any vibe to go and just party, you know, and this is your main thing, why you come for the festival, so you want to enjoy the concert, but if at the end of the day, you're sick and tired of everything, you're mad, you just, you know, you don't want to do anything, you don't want to participate anywhere, and I know a couple of examples of volunteers who didn't go for concerts, and they were just like going for shifts, you know, and I was like, why with this attitude? Yeah, we just mentioned before dust and uh, you were talking about like medical support and stuff. There was also no medical support. Two times I had issues and I would come to the medical center and it was like the first time I had really, really bad headache, not from drinking because I didn't drink these days. From dust, I think, and like from the fact that I didn't have coffee because it was super expensive. Coffee was my Americana that I'm always taking usually in Budapest, and I paid like 800 forints. I paid 2200.
1: So for volunteers, there were no discounts even?
0: There was a discounted coffee, but to get that, I have to go like for 30 minutes to the camp. And then I have to of go course. 30 minutes back to my workplace. Oh, sure. So the nearest point, it was like super expensive there. And they would not care that you're a volunteer because I think it's like, it's private business and stuff. So yeah, and I had severe headaches. I wasn't feeling good at all and I was like in the state that I was so close to, you know, the headache that gives you also the vibe of throwing up. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I had that and uh, I went to the medical center and I was like, please, please just give me any painkiller. I'm not feeling well. I just had shift. I don't know why I have headache, maybe because I was under the sun for a long time because this day I was walking a lot and uh, they were like, oh, sorry, we cannot give you anything, you can go and buy in the pharmacy. And I was like, are you kidding me? I need just one pill. I don't usually have, you know, problems with pain in my my body anywhere. So I just need one pill. Can you please give me one pill? And they started saying that we have to take your residency As in, I didn't even understand what... paperwork, paperwork. Paperwork. Yeah, and I was like, okay, I have my residency on me, we can do that. And they were like, no, sorry, we cannot do that. There is a pharmacy, you can buy stuff. And I almost had a conflict with them, because I was like, I had work, I'm working here, please give me anything that will solve my problem, please give me any painkiller. And uh, of course, no one gave me any painkiller, and I just left this place, and I went back to my camp and I saw girls, they were also volunteers, and I just started asking random people all around, please, do you have any pill? do you have any painkiller? And one of the girls was like, yeah, sure, let's go with me. So she shared, thank you so much. And uh, the other time, Uh, after three days I started having so bad allergy, I couldn't breathe everything was itching, like my nose, my throat was itching I wasn't feeling good at all everything was inflammated, so I went to the medical center and I was like sorry, but I have a problem I'm working here and I was repeating it all of the time that I'm working here guys, (laughs) I mean I'm one of you can you please help me, I have allergy I have inflammation, I cannot breathe and I still have a lot of shifts to do, so So, do you have anything from allergy? And they said, oh yeah, there is a pharmacy, you can buy it from the pharmacy. And I was like, yeah, but you know that everything is kind of expensive here and I don't want to pay a lot for medicine that I would take only on this island because I don't have usually these issues when I'm just at home. And they're like, no, it's okay. People will not make money out of uh, people who have problems. And I was like, okay, then. I was so sick and tired of, you know, trying to prove anything. And I just went to the pharmacy and I asked for the cheapest allergy pills and the cheapest nasal spray. And it costed me 5,000 francs. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay, for those who don't know how much is that, 5,000.
1: 5,000 for instance, it's around 12 euros.
0: Yeah, 12 euros 12 for the euros. cheapest stuff. Yeah. And I check the prices afterwards. Uh, so basically, I would pay 800 for for medicine, or like from 6 to 800, and nasal spray would also cost no more than 1,000. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I yeah. mean... Who would make money out of sick people, yeah. you ask. You know, I'm
1: thinking probably it would be better for you to say that you're a tourist. You just came there not to work. Yeah. Probably it's just the attitude to the volunteers, workers. I don't know, like, what, no. what's the problem?
0: No, I think actually no one cared about, like, if you're working here or not. There was mostly no benefits for volunteers, staff. I'm sure that even if a staff member comes there, they would say the same. Go and buy everything from the pharmacy. And the problem is that they took so many people, so many volunteers, so many workers. Not all of them were that good experienced. And uh, I think organizers they couldn't manage the amount of staff they took.
1: Yeah. Okay. I got about the uh, (laughs) medical... No medical support. Yep. Food.
0: Oh, don't start with that. (laughs) It's my... You
1: know, something that hurts. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... Okay, six hours shift. You're a volunteer. You barely can make it until the end of the shift because of the dust and everything. But at (laughs) least food... And oh, by the way, water...
0: Oh yeah. I mean food and water. <laughs> Sorry, the consequences of cigarette. Yeah. So food, um as volunteers were supposed to get one meal per day. The meals were okay. I cannot say that anything was bad with them. Food was uh, really tasty. There was always a meat um for not vegetarians. For vegans and vegetarians, they had other options. So no questions to kitchen staff because they did their job really well. But what I figured out is that staff members volunteers, they had different food. Why food for volunteers would be worse than food for workers? So it's like volunteers would get something so simple and workers would get something way better and way tastier. We're working basically the same, the same hours, the same conditions. It's not more. Like, yeah, sometimes they would give us more work. I really don't understand why I should eat less and not that good as other workers.
1: Okay, this division of workers and uh, volunteers who had different food, which I really sincerely can understand why.
0: Okay. Uh, Uh, You know what I had mm. once? So I came to take my meal and uh, it was already approximately like 7 something p.m. So my shift started from 8 and um, kitchen was uh, closed at 8. So when I came there, they said, oh, sorry, we don't have food for volunteers anymore. And they gave me food for staff and they said, oh, you have to be so grateful because this food is way better. And I was like, oh, thank you. Thank you so much. really like Like they literally told you that yeah and i was like how would you say that like why would you say that i mean oh my god
1: yeah yeah okay
0: and Uh uh, there was also a lot of other moments for example if we're talking about coordinators and mentors Yeah, that's what i wanted to ask They were so arrogant in their actions that I cannot even understand why. Basically, they're the same age, the same. uh, If not younger.
1: If not younger. Yeah.
0: I think I have more experience of work and in general. Volunteering. uh, Volunteering. And I'm older than them and they were treating everyone as if they're kings of this island. So we had our, like, volunteering base, and uh, the first days were hanging out all together, and they had their part for coordinators and mentors, and it was not allowed to get in. It was not allowed to step further to their rooms, let's say. Even though it was workplace, there was nothing at all. Oh and then, God. the next days, I came there, and I was like, what's happening? I saw the fence in the middle of this place. So, basically, it's outside area. There are two big tents, one for volunteers, volunteers the other one for coordinators and they would separate part for them where they have their tables and they can eat and drink their coffee and no one else is allowed to get in and it was so i don't know i felt like i'm in india and i'm from the lower caste and I'm not allowed to touch untouchable. And uh, also, I had a situation, I put my phone on charge, there were not a lot of outlets on uh, volunteer base, and uh, I put my phone on charge and left, Uh, and I was talking with other volunteers, and uh, I got back to this volunteer base, where I plugged my phone, and it wasn't plugged, so I had two percent, and I was like, oh no and I checked all of the outlets were taken Mm -hmm. and I went to the um, coordinators and mentors tent huge tent where they work and I was like hey guys can I please plug my phone here and I saw some you know empty available outlets and they're like no 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 you cannot uh, leave it here you cannot put your personal belongings here and I was like I saw you know 10 different phones and I was like okay what is that then and they're like No, it's other people. You're not allowed to put anything here.
1: Jesus Christ. I mean, like,
0: somebody was drunk with power yeah and wait for the you know chair on the top uh-huh. so and i was like but people left their phones here and everyone is charging everything i'm sorry but there is not enough space at the other volunteer stand. everyone is struggling with phone charging and stuff and they're like no you're not allowed to put anything here and i was like why and they said oh it's only for important people and it was a slap so wow. me as a volunteer working for free I'm not important at all. That was the comment made by I think it was. It was either mantra or coordinator of this uh, Life Nation volunteering organization. So yeah, and afterwards my friend she wanted to connect to Wi-Fi because there was a Wi-Fi called. Unkintash, yeah, which means which means volunteers exactly. Uh, and uh, she asked, "Can I please connect to Wi-Fi because, like, she needed I don't know what exactly she needed, but no one wanted to download Sims or, like, you of know, course, to, to download to yeah and... all of the history of Even Bitcoin. It doesn't matter.
1: I mean, she's a volunteer.
0: Yeah, and they said, no, sorry, it's not for you.' And a lot of people were trying to get the password for wi-fi at our base with people that we actually work and they would treat us as we're not allowed you know to use these benefits of this luxurious life so and it was so so annoying and they had situations when they're cutting wristbands and doing it publicly so other volunteers will not complain a lot
1: (sighs) oh my god i cannot believe that yep you know i mean we are volunteering we've been volunteering in different spheres but
0: (gasps) never this kind of attitude. Yeah. And at the same time, they were not able even to fix the basic needs. So, like, in our staff camp, volunteers camp, where a lot of people are living and they have to have water, at least in public bathrooms, you know, in this volunteer base, they have to have water, soap and toilet paper, and there was nothing, you know, no toilet paper at all no soap, it appeared only the last days, but it was like in a so bad conditions when they took the huge bottle, put 10% soap, 90% water and I was like, what is that? And at the same time, the conditions of living in this camp were so bad, showers were so dirty, and I took shower there one time only, afterwards I, I slept basically in this camp two nights, and all of the other time I was like, no way, I'm going back home in Budapest because yeah. I have apartment here and I can take a shower normally and sleep in a normal bed. So they at the camp I took a shower only once there was no lights whatsoever then I figured out it from other volunteers that showers were so bad thank god I didn't see that it was so dirty mold everywhere and I was like okay thank god I just didn't see anything like that yeah and uh, funny stories a lot of volunteers were robbed. and oh um, wow yeah oh my god yeah I remember I read a message when the girl she actually went to the shower and someone stole her clothes while she was in the shower. Really? <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> ah. Some people lost their phones. A lot of people lost their food, including me. The first day, someone stole my canned coffee. It was in the fridge less than for an hour. While I was there, someone just took and drank it. And I would never see that anymore. Oh my god. Oh yeah, my god, so oh god. So many, so many, so many interesting stuff and not fair stuff at all. You know, I think after
1: this episode, we can count how much time did I say, oh, my God. Okay. All right. So, as I understood, there were different kind of teams. Like you said, recycling team, you were in the information team, yeah?
0: Receptionist. Receptionist,
1: sorry. (laughs) Sorry. I'm trying to get my voice back, you (laughs) know. And when you described the recycling team, they were working a lot you were also working a lot, but in a different sphere. But were there any lucky ones? Oh, yeah.
0: I think, actually, my position was kind of lucky. Half of the shifts, they are so hard, because they would include walking nonstop or removing tents and stuff. But most of the time, especially night shifts, we would just sit down and do nothing for six hours, which was difficult.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's very difficult, I mean.
0: Yeah, it was cold no activities to do and it was so boring and at the same time people in recycling they would work non-stop so i believe that um from this perspective the organizers need to do something. It's not fair that some of the volunteers, they have no work at all, or the work doesn't include any actions, and the other volunteers would work on their limits, you know, like trying to survive. It would be nice if we mix activities. So one day I would work as a receptionist, for example, when it's not busy day. The other day I would work with the recycling team, and the other day I would work with uh, something chill. Big respect to people who actually was working in a recycling team, because I would definitely not be able to make it, actually. If I was selected for recycling, I would quit after day one. Definitely.
1: You know, after hearing this, even if I will have any, any, any drop of a desire to attend (laughs) as a volunteer at next Sigit Festival, I would be terrified. If I would yeah. hear that it's a recycling team, you will never know. Of course, you will never know until the time when you paid the deposit. <laughs> yep, of course. But that's not right. Recycling team. I'm sorry, but I think they're very important.
0: Yeah, and uh, recycling. I I don't quite understand what exactly it means in this context at this festival, because for me, recycling is like separation of paper, metal, whatever. But recycling team in uh, Siget, it was cleaning team. And people didn't know what they were assigned for when they accepted recycling contract. Because recycling sounds very nice, sounds yeah. very modern. <laughs>
1: yep. And you're, like, doing something good for nature. Well, you do, but not with these sacrifices.
0: Not at all. This attitude, this, I mean... Yeah. yeah, and also what was so annoying that everything was not organized at all and people would have so many problems just to enter the festival while you're a volunteer. For example, me personally, I got my wristband. I spent 10 minutes at the desk with a worker who was trying to register me in the system. The thing is that she didn't know how to attach international ID to the application. And she said that if you're not in the system, I cannot do anything. I called the coordinator center and I said that I cannot enter the festival because they cannot find me in the system and they cannot register me as a volunteer. And I would spend 10 minutes just going back and forth, trying to prove that I'm allowed to be here, and you can do that. Other people, they did it, and you can do that. So, 10 minutes of motivational speech for the worker who gets money from whatever she's doing. She has to do it fast, not like it happened, actually. And um, after 10 minutes, she was like, oh, yeah, actually, I think something was wrong in the system. Yeah, yeah, you can take your bracelet. So, she gave me a bracelet, and I got an access for the festival, but She connected me as a worker to the festival. I was allowed to go from my work, but I wasn't allowed to get inside of the island. I didn't have access to the concerts and stuff. So I needed to go again and try to fix this problem. And I fixed this problem, and afterwards there was the other problem that volunteers were not allowed to staff camping because there was a glitch in the system and I would need to go again to this information desk which is on the other side of the island and I would need to ask them to connect this again. So three four times I was going there and trying to explain to the paid workers what what they have to do. And it was so unfair. Most of the staff that I was dealing with, they didn't know how to work with the system. They didn't know how to work with these uh, applications. They didn't know how to activate your wristband, how to connect it to their staff camp, how to connect it to their week pass. So I was so mad. And I can say that I met at least five volunteers from my team, which is like 25 people who said the same. And others were not just that, let's say, open and brave to say anything because they were so scared to lose a deposit. And there was a post in um, Slack group. It's an application that we're using for inner interactions in our volunteering team. And there was a girl, she got her deposit and directly she posted a huge complaint. A lot of people actually said, yeah, I support you and I have the same opinion on that. And yeah, it was so bad and stuff. Would you recommend me to go next year? Now, if there is the same way of uh, organization, I would definitely not recommend you to go. But at the same time, I know that you can survive anywhere. So if you want to, <laughs> you know, accept a yeah. challenge, go for that. You know what
1: I like about volunteering? People. Most of the time, they understand that you came here for free to help without any... You
0: don't need even thank you, you know, or something, but attitude. Yeah, definitely. And what can I say? After the festival, I would spend a lot of time just to get my health back, because I still have problems to breathe. My voice, as you can see, it's like going on and off. At the same time, after being treated like a slave for a week and being scared of losing money. If I have a chance to be a volunteer the next year for Sigurd Festival, I would not go for that. I would better buy one, two days pass and I would just go and enjoy the concerts. But like being traded like that, no thanks. I have my self-esteem, my standards and uh, this Sigurd Festival was some kind of exception when I was in shock most of the time. Even though as a volunteer, I was not being silent and I would always contact my mentor and I would complain a lot. The thing is that it's so bad to understand that like one of the biggest festivals in uh, Europe, the festival that I was waiting for so long, I registered for this festival on Kintash just to be able to be accepted for Sigurd Festival and I went for like Red Hot Chili Peppers concert just to get some credits so I might be accepted for Seget Festival. I was so excited and it's the biggest disappointment of mine. I don't want to say anything bad about the concerts. Concerts were amazing, but organizational part... Oh, God. Oh, God.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you know, like, I love volunteering. And it's the best opportunity to travel to meet new people, but sometimes...
0: It's like a, how it's called Pandora Pandora's Box. Yeah, you never know what to expect. Yeah, yeah. So we're yeah. so lucky to do our European Solidarity Corps volunteering, which is the best. We have the best coordinator. We have the best organization we work in everything is just amazing and we're treated so good and at the same time we applied for the other volunteering which is more like for fun where everything was supposed to be more chill and we got that. So I think it's always, you know, like you never know what to expect. You never know, yeah. But
1: I think it's important to share even these kind of experiences.
0: Oh, definitely, definitely. It's better, you know, to see everything just the way it is not to have pink shades. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. (laughs) It was really very interesting to hear that always welcome and, yeah. but Sigit Fest is a must-have as a tourist yeah definitely. is it the island of freedom? how would you answer this? for a volunteer not really you're free but you have still to do your stuff you know and you're not free to leave your shift but when you don't have work time you can go anywhere, you can see all of the concerts, you can do whatever you want, you know. I've seen people who were dressing up in a weirdest way, and no one judged. That's the beauty of Sigurd Festival. Yeah, of you do whatever, you behave however you want being yourself and that's it yeah that's the freedom that's the freedom so definitely as a tourist i would maybe go one more time one two days i would go for that i would enjoy whatever they have because it's not only about concerts there are a lot of ngos that are providing some entertainment and like interesting activities uh there are some master classes there is circus that i didn't go unfortunately because there was a line always a line kilometers and I was always unlucky to come when it was super crowded yeah definitely must have as a tourist at least for one day maybe not five days I would not be able to go there for five days and uh, party with all of this dust but one day is enough more than enough Cool. Yeah, so fingers crossed that this festival will just develop and everything it will be okay, that yeah. they will have more funding to fix the problems that they have and just let people to enjoy as much as they can, because... Why not? <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Thank you for listening. Thank you, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. There was a lot of complaining, but I think it will help someone to understand what to expect from this festival. And I just don't like to say only good stuff. No, <laughs> there no, should be true important. stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah it's, it's important, important to know the bad
0: stuff either. Just yeah. nice to see you. Yeah, it was, it was nice, to nice to talk <laughs> to you, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. See you around. Yes. Bye. Bye.